This is Rob Tubber for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined by my comrade, Neil Marsh. We are the Monday after David Avanissian's stunning sixth round stoppage win over Josh Kelly. Neil, first and foremost, congratulations on the win. Um, talk to me about it. What a weekend. Yeah, it's fantastic, mate. Unbelievable. You know, you don't get many nights like that in boxing, um, especially with a lad like David what's that really fight for things in the away corner many many times um so it's a special moment in in my boxing career mate just talk to us about that I mean we've seen David uh throughout various build-ups to this fight we finally got there in the end but throughout various build-ups kind of had this very cool calm focus about him until that final bell went or when the towel come in and we saw this release of emotions from him just talk to us about what David was like after that and what it meant to him Oh, is it, 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 I think throughout the whole process over the last two years, David hasn't spoke much. Don't don't like I said it to Darren Barker. Like Darren was a a, a, a nice, he, he is a nice guy, and you know he didn't show that nasty side. But some fights, if he he, he wanted to to be nasty, even though it wouldn't look like that from the offset in interviews, and that was the same as David. He was like, oh. I, I want to do damage here. You know, you met me wait, I met you pay, you know, and, and, and that's it really. He, he really, 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 he really wanted to make a statement that night and, and he did so I'm proud of him. Talk to us about that opening round. Um, Josh Kelly came out fast start from him. Were you anticipating that? Um, not really, um, but we was prepared for it. I said in all the, on, on all in the build up. The, you want to come out fast, we'll stop it earlier. You 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 want to run like a thief, we'll we'll we'll, we'll chase you, we'll catch you, and we'll do what what we said. And um, so yeah, so no, I didn't really expect it. It wouldn't have been me top of the list of how the expert because it's dangerous, isn't it? Coming head to head with a Russian on a mission, but you know they have their tactics. Adam's a great coach. They have the reasoning behind it, and. Um, you know, he, he chose the way he did. So, no, I didn't really expect him to come out as much, um, as fast as he did. Can I take this off now as well? <laughs> Only did it at your request. And it's John, yeah. But, yeah, proud to wear it. Being an Englishman, we were wishing that. But, yeah, so there you are. How quickly into the fight did you did you sense a turn? Um, was it, I mean, a lot of people are talking about Josh Kelly's kind of stamina after four rounds. Some are saying slightly earlier. When did you sort of see the the, the change in the tide? About round three. Like, Carl's executed a... It gave a perfect game plan, and David's executed it well. It was like, we wanted to hurt him to the body. We wanted getting close. And then when he was feeling it with the body, we wanted to throw the big right hand, which, you know, you've probably seen him miss it a couple of times, but he executed it to be to perfection. I think about... Round three, uh, first two rounds, I was thinking, it's an hard, it's hard. We knew it was going to be an hard fight, but until the boys are in there, you you, you don't realise how hard. And, you know, he's, some, he's shown some glimpses and he rocked David. I didn't think it was round two. Mm. Um, he rocked him, but David just comes straight back at him. And, um, you know, we expected David to be able to, to take Josh's punch. We didn't think he was a, a massive puncher. 
Um, and unfortunately, everything was right. So probably about round three. Mentioned Carl there, of course, Carl Greaves, who's the trainer of David Avanissian. How much credit does Carl deserve? I mean, he's worked with David Avanissian now for five years. We saw him, and he's kind of a keeps himself to himself, not somebody who likes the limelight, especially Mr. Greaves. Uh, but we saw how much it meant to him indeed after the fight as well. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, I said it, you know, on somewhere else after the fight that it was like people said Adam um, had never took a fight as serious and he really needed to win. Carl Greaves had, it was like an illness to him. You know, he was ringing me up 10 hours a week. He was watching every single Josh Kelly fight. He's probably watched them all, every single one, even early on in his career, just looking for flaws and cracks. And, and it was this, 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 this. And I don't stick my nose in with coaches. You know, I say my opinion, but I keep, keep a lot of it out. And the more we talked, the more we talked, it was the right plan. And, you know, I, I had no doubt. He deserves a lot of credit. He doesn't just, do the boxing side of it. he looks after him you know when you've got a foreign fighter who doesn't have many friends obviously you're getting more well known but you know you know it, it, some some coaches won't do it and he's picking him up he's taking him he's making sure he's happy you know it's a man he's doing a man management skill himself um and taking care of the kid outside the ring in nottingham so you know massive credit huge credit and Carl, carl's you know, a lot of people say, what, what I find wrong with boxing is, you'll mention a big name in boxing, and it's, oh, yeah, he's a good coach, he's a good coach, he's a good coach. But some of them have got fighters who are presented to him for the home corner with the, with the promoter's backing. You know, David hasn't had that with, with, with... David hasn't been in that situation with Carl. You know, Carl's had to work the hard way, and we had to work that... When you're in a way fight, you've got to work that little bit harder, I believe. You know, and, you know, huge credit, huge credit, massive respect. What did you make of the stoppage? Uh, fair stoppage. Did you expect the towel to come in when it did? Yeah, Adam Booth's smart, isn't he? You know, he's, he's a 26-year-old man, world-class potential. He's taking some big shots. He's been put down. I think it was a smart move, so, yeah. Mentioned that world-class potential of Josh Kelly, of course. You know, one loss doesn't necessarily define a career. He can come back. Many fighters have done in the past. Um, how much do you think he will learn from the fight with David Avanissian? And do you think he will still one day become world champion? Yeah, each fight, it's hard for me to say because I'm not Josh and I don't know the kid. I don't know him anywhere. All those different fighters take losses in different ways. And, and I just hope that with all that ability that he doesn't take it bad. You know, and he learns from it. Like, look at David when he got knocked out off Kavalowskis. You know, why can't Josh do it? Josh has actually got a better skill set than David. So, you know, I forget the controversy with me and Adam. Adam's a good coach. We know that. If anyone can bring it out of him, he can. And um, I don't know when you say, "Can a kid become a world world champion just so easily?" It's not easy to become a world champion. There's that many. You know. Can Josh reach European level? I've got absolutely no doubt. Depending on his development between now and then, then I'd, I'd like to make the, the, the casting comment then because, you know, it, it's so hard at world level. And you need a bit, you need a lot of luck as well. You need, you, you don't just need an ability and who's the champions, who's, you know, what if you have, for example, and you're never going to get four Floyd, four Floyd Mayweather's, but if, say, for example, it's Spence, Crawford, Pacquiao, etc., etc., and you've got to go to America and try to snatch the belt off him. You know, I know Pacquiao will be retired 
um, in a couple of years, probably in the next year. Um, so it's it's not just about how good you are. It's who's the champions, what your promoters prepared to do for you, who's in your way. There's, there's, there's lots and lots of stuff that you've got to take into consideration. So I don't know if you can become a world champion. He's got he's got world class skill set. There's no doubt in that. But you know he's got to he's got to push on from this loss, and um, and I hope he does. I really do. You mentioned Adam Booth there, and um, it's nice to hear you. You kind of you, you praise him and credit him for his um, his skills as a, a boxing trainer. What's the situation with you and him now? Obviously, we we were there. We've seen kind of the um, the hostilities, should we say, between you and him over a period of time now. Um, all under the bridge now. Yeah, it, it was all. We come. We we brought it to an end in fight week. Any war, any battle, there's always an end. There's always a peak in a mountain where it'd been brought to an end and Adam had respected us. And the last, it was strange. It was like, not air, there was all this hostility and everything over years and two countries really didn't like each other. A few things happened and me and Adam are sat talking with respect. It's, that's boxing, it's crazy. You know, he understands a lot about me. I understand things about him. And respect is earned in combat. And, you know, we respect Josh and, and Adam. And um, and they respect us. And, yeah, so, no, there's no point carrying it on. And also, I think you've probably seen on Sky, you, you know, obviously, Adam had texted me. Congratulations. And he took the defeat very, very well. And so did Josh. And... I went back, I was Josh. Forget the win, I was Josh. I followed up on it the day after. We had caring for each other's teams and congratulating. And, you know, when people treat you like that after such a bad rivalry, you've got to have respect for him. I've always respected him as a coach. I said it in on that on the famous press conference. You know, this was just it built from that. You don't you, we don't we never hated Adam Booth. We just didn't like how we were treated. Now that's well behind us. The kids have got in the ring. I don't hate Adam Booth. I actually respect him for pulling Josh out the fight, for turning up, and for the respect they've shown us after. So, yeah, so it's well done. It's gone. It's gone. You know what? Um, next time me and Adam see each other, we'll probably have a coffee. We'll shake hands. You know, and he's put a lovely tweet out. You know, so that's done. Close book in my eyes. That's great to hear. And that's, that is the one thing that, I mean, that we're always having to tell people who don't follow boxing or are not familiar with this funny old sport that we were involved in that, um, you know, you can be the worst of enemies one minute and then after 12 rounds or six in this instance, um, you know, the, the bond between fighters and obviously rival trainers and managers and coaches is, um, is a unique one afterwards. So that's really good to hear. Yeah, definitely, mate, 100%. So the big question on everybody's lips is where next for David Avanissian? Um, I know that you would have had, you'll have some ideas in your mind. I can see the uh, the cogs turning in your head. Uh, where next for Avanissian? You got to you got to accept the climate and the climate changes. The one four seven division is stacked. It's the champions. You know, like Edel Spence is with one promoter who's got many potential challenges. Crawford again. Um, David would fight any of them. Be under no illusion, he would fight any of them, anytime, any place. It's hard for me to break into that market. Be under no illusion. Um, 
he's got a promotional deal with Eddie. He's got a fight, he's got another fight with Eddie. So it's down to Eddie to, to work his magic. You know, Eddie's a, a, a huge promoter with a huge platform with a fighter who's got a, a huge profile now, you know, and I just hope he delivers us something. And failing that, you know, most of it was, was positive. I put out a, a tweet about Amir Khan. You know, we spoke about that a while ago. And people say, oh, well, why would you step backwards? Why would you not step backwards? He's a great fighter. But why wouldn't you, why would you go to Khan? Well, because of look how big the name is. And there's a, there's a big purse involved in that fight. And we genuinely believe we could beat him. You go and beat an Amir Khan, you're an even bigger name for these for these Terence Crawfords and Errol Spences. So, you know, I'm going to campaign with the governing bodies. I'm going to send a few emails, try to get them a little bit higher ranked. And hopefully we can, whatever his next move, it's got to be meaningful. I'm not just going to go into another Josh Kelly type fight just for, you know, do good TV numbers. It's got to be somewhat meaningful, you know, financially or productive in, in forward in his career. So, you know, I'm going to have a good chat with Frank Smith. I already had a chat with him. You know, they bring us some... Of course we'd commit to him, you know. We just give the kid an opportunity. You know, let's let's be realistic here. He's, he's been to Spain twice. Devastating fall. He did a tick-over fight with Del Rios to uh, keep active and help build the Josh Kelly fight. He's had to sit on fence for a year. Come on, he's had all these pull-outs... He deserves a break, doesn't he, Rob? You know, he deserves a... We've never had anything. We've never had anything given to us. Nothing. Just give us a little bit. We'll show appreciation. Just give me, give me a lot of fighting chance for getting against one of them big names and just enjoy the show. So that's, that's, that's our plan going forward, mate. And as you mentioned, uh, 147 pounds is a stacked division. Even outside of the world champions, they're still, I mean, just rattling off the top of your head. You've got Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, you know, all of these guys who are kind of, they're not, they don't hold belts, but they're big names and certainly bring their own appeal with them. Now, one fight I want to ask you about, and I'm not sure it does fit into that, but I did speak about it on Twitter the other night. So I'm going to ask you anyway, what yeah. about Danny Aryalusinov? Right. When, when there was a big question mark over uh, the Josh Kelly fight, um, we got offered Yulusinov in America and X amount, similar money to, to Josh without going into contractual privacy. And David said, yes, my friend, when he's fight, let's go. Well, no, no problem. But Rob, you, you was um, in the media now. What's Yulusinov got for us? He ain't no. got nothing. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't bring a title, he doesn't bring a huge fan for, no. Get, make it for final eliminator. Let's go, no problem. You know, and then we get one of the big boys. We'll do that, no problem. Pay as well, give him a final eliminator. Get him on, no problem at all. I love that fight, just as a, as a boxing fan, but obviously I understand the politics around it. If they can make that as a final eliminator for the... I think they're both well-ranked with... I know David's well-ranked across the board. Um, so, yeah, that would be a fantastic fight if that can be made. I'll certainly be asking Eddie about that, and hopefully he can get some sort of final eliminator for it. Moving on, um, unfortunately, Saturday night wasn't all celebrations in the Neil Marsh camp. Uh, Robbie Davis Jr. Yeah. coming up short against Gabriel Valenzuela. Um, first and foremost, what did you make of the fight? It was very close. Um, I've just been asked by someone else, let's just 
put it out there. If Robbie hadn't have been knocked down, he won that fight. You know, you take two points off the other kid. The draw is a win for Robbie. And the the two um, 95, 94s, I think it was, they change. He'd won the fight. And very close fight, really tough kid with a big punch. Um, you know, if he had won that fight, it'd be a different conversation now, wouldn't it? It'd be, look at how did Robbie box like that in Southpaw, pick him off and just get over the line. Because every, every great fighter has got had to scrape over the line in, in, in fights. And, you know, it could have been a different... And if he hadn't have been knocked down, his mentality would have been different between the, ne the next couple of rounds. You know, he'd have been more sweet. You know, he'd have, he, he might have been able to put his stamp down on the other kid. But when you get knocked down and your kid stands up, first of all, it's to get your head back clear, focus again. So it sort of changed. That, that happening early just didn't help us in any way, shape or form, Rob. You know, it was an uphill battle from then. But, you know, he, he's all right and, and he wants to go again and we'll go again and... It's my job for get something to catapult him back in. And um, there's names out there in them world rankings that aren't as good as Robbie, aren't as good as the Mexican kid, but they've just been promoted well. And I think Robbie can still pick people off. And do not write Robbie Davis off, you know? So that's what I like to say about that fight. You mentioned there, Neil, about um, him boxing in Southpaw. Now, that was a big talking point throughout the fight, um, from the outside, at least, um, and what we heard in between rounds. It seemed as though Robbie wanted to box orthodox, whereas his trainer, Dominic Ingle, uh, insisted that he stayed Southpaw. How much of a bearing do you think that had on the fight? Yeah, me and Dominic have had a chat. Um, I respect Dominic Ingle so highly. You know, I've worked with many coaches, and he's as good as I've worked with, full stop. And I won't have anyone say any different. And it's the first time I've ever worked with Dominic Ingle. He's explained to me the reasons why. Not that he needed to explain to me. He said to me, this is the reasons why. And I'm not going to mourn. It's, I respect his decision and I understand his decision. You know, it was that right hand which was a danger. And, you know, if you don't trust... You, you know, Robbie trusts his coach. You know, he's worked very, very hard for a year. He's made huge sacrifices... And, you know, like I say, if he hadn't gone down, we'd be saying Robbie Davis has boxed in Southpaw when he was a bit uncomfy and done a world-class pick and run. You know, it'd be a different conversation, Rob. But unfortunately, we didn't get the result. And, you know, the problem, one of the social media is brilliant if used correctly. But the problem is it gives many, many people a voice. And some people who have a voice don't have the the experience to make the, the the decision whether that was a right move or a wrong move. Me, Robbie, and Dom we've spoke and we've spoke in detail. And and Robbie's wearing go again. He's back up the Ingle Gym at the end of the week, and it's my job for getting back going. So, you know. And I appreciate it's very soon after the event, but I also understand that in your position that you would have certainly had thoughts about it. What kind of time scale could we expect on his return to the ring? Because it's worth pointing out as well, and this is something that kind of is a recurring theme throughout the Saturday night. The fight was a great fight. 
Robbie Davis Jr. versus Gabriel Valenzuela was a great fight. Admittedly, Robbie Davis came up short, but I think I speak for a lot of fans in saying that, you know, we'd much rather those tough tests and there's no easy fights when you're kind of around that top 15, top 20 in the world. But what sort of level is he looking at coming back at? Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of ideas. You know, I, I've seen a couple of names out there and it's just hoping that we get that opportunity. And the one, one of the names I've, I've already got in back of my head is in top 10 in the world. And what's important is after that fight with that, that kid, even though we took a couple of good shots and he did go down, if you if you'd have put both the kids together to end the fight, you'd have seen who'd, who took the biggest shots and who'd, who'd took the... Who, the Mexican kid was marked up massively. Um, so it, it's just getting him that one fight against the right opponent and there's a few of them there and you know like like I just said uh, 10 minutes ago say for example you get Crescia ranking just for example you pick a kid off number 10 in WBA rankings just for example and then you say let's do the Ritson fight now we're Ritson you know I didn't he's got his own plan I've got big respect for Lewis might not have wanted to revisit that because it was a war you might then sort of think, well, I'd take Robbie in a rematch. First fight back after fans are back in the stadium. He, he goes and beats Lewis Ritson. He's number one in the world. And I, and I go over to David a minute. When David got beat by Kavalowskis, it was finished. But look, what he's, look what he's put on the back of it. And I do believe with Dominic, he'll get better and better and better. So it's just about getting that one right fight and having a stab at it and having a real good go at it. So that's what I'm on with. And um, when you said a time period, I'm going to sit down with him this week, have a coffee. I've spoke to him on the phone, checking how he is and seeing him in the venue after the defeat and different things. And I just want to enjoy his family. You know, he's just had an hard fight. You know, he feels his whole world has fell apart, but it's not, it's not as, it hasn't fell apart as much as the other defeats. It, it, you know, there's no easy way to take a defeat, but it's not as harsh as it was in the past. So we'll let him have a little quiet time on his own and then we can regroup. And what's important is what does the kid want? Does that kid want that another crack at getting back up there? And if he does, I'll deliver it for him. And that's all. That's, that's it. So time scale. Robbie's going back up the gym on Friday. Robbie might say, get me, well, he already has, get me back in that ring. But me and Dominic's got to speak as well. And by the time I sit down with Robert, we'll see what damage has been done or, you know, how he's recovered. And because it was an hard fight and rest is as important as the training in preparation for a fight. It certainly is. Um, right. Well, Neil, I think we've covered all bases there from Saturday night. Um, again, as I started the interview, I just want to congratulate you on a fantastic win for David Avanissian this past weekend. It's been a long time coming. It was very well worth the wait as a boxing fan, and I'm sure it was for you as part of Team Avanissian. Um, thanks very much, as always, for speaking to Boxing Social. Look forward to catching up with you sometime soon. Neil Marsh, congratulations. Thank you very much, Rob. Take care. <laughs>